WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/wnyc and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. This is All of It. I'm Allison Stewart. We are deep into award season. The Oscars are on March 12th. But before then, we still have the PGAs and the NAACP Image Awards, both this Saturday, as well as the SAG Awards on Sunday, the Film Independent Spirit Awards on March 4th, and several other ceremonies. So if you want to be an informed award show watcher, you can check out our podcast feed. We've had conversations with a lot of the nominees for all of these awards. You can find our interview with Chinoya Chuku, director of Till, which is nominated for Outstanding Motion Picture and Outstanding Ensemble at the NAACP Image Awards this weekend. Also nominated is Breaking for Outstanding Independent Motion Picture. You can listen to our interview with star John Boyega and director Abby Damaris Corbin. Looking ahead to the Independent Spirit Awards, there's our conversation with director Sarah Pauly and star Jesse Buckley for Women Talking, nominated for Best Feature. Pauly is also nominated for Best Director. Mia Goth, who joined us to talk about her horror double feature, Pearl and X, is nominated for Best Lead Performance. And in the documentaries, you can check out our segments on All That Breathes and All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. And not to mention the BAFTAs were this past weekend. While we haven't talked to Angela Bassett about doing the thing yet, you can find our interview with Banshees of Inishirin director Martin McDonough, who won BAFTAs for Screenplay and Best British Film. Plus, Tar Star and AOI guest Kate Blanchett scored a BAFTA too. But now we wanted to take some time to revisit our conversation about the movie The Inspection, nominated for three Independent Spirit Awards, including for Best Feature Film, Gabrielle Union for Best Supporting Actress, and Jeremy Pope is also nominated for Best Lead Performance at the Indie Spirit Awards. The film is set in 2005 when the military had a don't ask, don't tell policy, and stars Pope as a 25-year-old black gay homeless man who enlists in the Marines and endures basic training that is grueling and cruel, as well as dangerously bigoted when his sexual orientation becomes clear. The story was informed by writer and director Elegance Bratton's own experiences. He joined the U.S. Marine Corps in his mid-20s after spending a decade living on the streets. His mother had thrown him out for being gay at 16. Jeremy Pope and Elegance Bratton joined me to talk about the film, and I started the conversation by asking Elegance what made him want to join the Marines and how much his own thinking went into the decision by the movie's lead character. For me, joining the Marine Corps came down to a moment of survival in my life. Mm-hmm. I was kicked out of my house when I was 16 at the eight for being gay, and I stayed homeless for the next 10 years. And by the time I arrived at the Marine Corps' doorstep... I felt pretty much worthless. Like my life had no value. You know, it wasn't as if I didn't try to do a bunch of other things, 
to have access mm-hmm. to this society, but I was met with ostracism and rejection. And I had a drill instructor who fortunately told me that, you know, my life had value, meaning, and purpose because I had a responsibility to protect the Marine to my left and to my right. And I ran with that. Mm-hmm. I held on to it and, and used that to get right to this moment right now. So this movie is totally inspired by that, that a person like myself who would do anything to win their parents' validation, even go into the most hostile territory if it means that they can get their parents' love. You know, mm-hmm. young homeless black gay man trying to win his mom's heart. Jeremy, what was your initial response when you read the script? Um, I loved the script. The words were on the page. Um, but I loved elegance. I was fortunate to hop on a Zoom with him right after and connect and we share creative minds. Just, you know, we talked about what it means to be black artists, black queer men in this business. And ultimately this job for me was a job of service. Um, community and tribe is everything specifically and marginalized and specifically in the LGBTQIA community. So I wanted to be a support. I wanted to be, I wanted to protect him as he made his first film, as he was putting himself first. Mm-hmm. You know, these things, when you give so much of your personal life away in this way, you can't get it back. So I wanted to be the person that they meet before they have anything to say about elegance because I cared for him. I cared for the story. I knew what this story meant, the representation of following a black queer man to his journey of self-love and self-identity and self-worth is so important and would have been so necessary for me as I've become the artist that I am. So I knew the importance of this story. I knew the importance of protecting elegance and making sure he felt like he had enough in the room, on screen and off screen. Um, to to be of service and to ultimately be a vessel for something bigger than just his story and his trauma and his pain and his love. Jeremy, what questions did you have for yourself and maybe even for elegance before committing to a role like this? Because this, it's such, uh, it's such an intense role. It's a physically and mentally demanding role. That's a commitment yeah. for this yeah, part. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, when you're, you know, I want to keep it real. When you're making indie films, you really have to to love the art and and the people you're working with. We shot this movie in 19 days, which is very ambitious, in the middle of Jackson, Mississippi, in the middle of the summer, 117 degree weather. So while I thought I was prepared emotionally for what this film was going to require for me, I wasn't quite prepared for the physical aspect of it. So that was challenging. Um, but ultimately, I, I had to ask Elegance very early on. I said, Do you trust me? And will you trust me? because I feel very vulnerable and I know you feel very vulnerable and you're my writer, you're my director and you're the source of everything. So there has to be a trust because I have to feel used and I have to be used. I have to use what I know and what I felt being a black queer man and existing in my space to to bring this character to fruition and to, and to make it feel accessible to our audience. He didn't fight me one bit and that's where our love language and our dynamic between you know actor, writer, producer, creator and, and me being the vessel of him, you know, that that's where that lied and that trust, um, because I didn't have to I didn't have to explain myself in a room. This was one of the first times where I had a black man opposite directing me and guiding me. Mm-hmm. So there's just certain conversations that you just don't have to have because right. they get it and they know, you know what I mean? You don't have to over explain. It's like, I get you. Yes. And amen. Moving on. You know what I mean? So that was such a blessing. And it became about protecting that in the 19 days that we had to make this very special and necessary film. Elegance, what was the screenwriting process like and how did you protect you? Because you had to revisit well, uh, a lot of difficult things in the making. Well, of I'm film. still figuring I'm still figuring out how to protect myself, to be honest with you. I, you know, this is a lifelong process in terms of, you know, how I've grown up and how I have got 
gotten to this moment. You know, so in actuality, what I can say is that this film is not a simple process of recollection, but also about the essence of emotional truth, you know? And I had to look at the events that I went through in my life and I had to understand what did I learn from those events? What did they teach me and how did I get here? Because I think that's where the universal lies and the specificity of my life can become something that's of value to someone else. So when it comes down to it, you know, I was really just trying to keep track of what was emotionally true. You know, the movie is 100% autobiographical mm. when it comes to French's, you know, hopes, fears, and motivations, our lead characters. But when it comes down to it, even if it's something that I haven't been through myself, right? Those are fears that I had. Those are desires that I had. But when it comes to his mother and him, all of that is out of my life. And that I'm still processing. My guests are filmmaker Elegance Bratton and actor Jeremy Pope. We're talking about their film, The Inspection. It is now in theaters. Jeremy, early on we see, we see French. He's in very difficult circumstances. Yet he clearly has some, there's still some light in him. There's some light in him. There's some, some sense of there has to be hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's in, you know, enlisting in the Marines, there's something that makes him think I could have a future in some way, or I at least want to pursue having a future, even if it's through these difficult circumstances. When you were performing this piece and also in your conversation with Elegance, what is motivating him to think about the possibility of a future? Right. Um, I think that for me in building French, that is just, that is just the optimistic heart and love is elegance. That was who I met on that Zoom that I mentioned. That was that was the energy I was met with. So I think elegance has a faith in seeing things that that aren't there yet, that that the world hasn't seen for him yet. Hmm. Um, I.e., that's how we're in this position. That's why we're on this conversation right now, because elegance, somewhere deep down, there was a, there was a seed planted that he should just keep trying and not give up on himself. And every step got him closer to him walking in his purpose into this moment. So, you know, we we talk about, you know, the mother being the North Star at the beginning of this film, being like, she is the reason why, I, why, why you know, he goes to the service and joins boot camp and is willing to endure whatever. But in that, he, he learned so much about himself and self-worth and mm-hmm. strength and identity. And now he's always been equipped with all of the things um, I think I speak that on elegance. He's always been equipped with this heart and this ability to see and to create and to believe, um, which is so necessary as an artist. So it was so important for while elegance, you know, while, while French is in this broken position and, and doesn't have many resources or opportunities, but there is still that spark and that, and that, and that light um, because what we, he's always had that. And that's always been mm-hmm. built in just who he is. Um, and and what he is. So it was important to 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 keep that to keep that that sense of glimmer and 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 then kind of watch these institutions and people want to to bring that down. Want to find the one thing that you are sure of and 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 remind you of it being not worth anything. Um, but ultimately, we see him rise. We see him become the hero of his own story. And then what we watch in our film is the other people that maybe aren't identifying in specific ways that are similar to French, but how they are broken and how they are trying to to reach this un, you know impossible task of what these institutions think men should be mm-hmm. and strength should be and opportunity should be. Um, and I think that's human. I think I think the, our, our 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 film explores the humanity in and of that. 
elegance early on in the film, we're introduced to French's mother, Inez, played by Gabrielle Union, and she has chosen to reject her son. Um, and she is such an interesting choice because she's the opposite kind of mom. She and her husband, Dwayne Wade, um, they have been so supportive of their trans daughter, Zaya. How did she get involved in the project, and what what layer does she bring to the story? Well, it's kind of... It all starts from my homelessness, right? My mom eventually, you know, after 10 years, I joined the Marine Corps and that's where I became a filmmaker. I was a combat filmmaker Mm -hmm. for five years for the Marines. And then, um, you know, I got restationed from Hawaii into New York and my mother invited me to film my little sister's elementary school graduation. And while I was there, I showed up, I bought a camera, bought a computer, did everything I could. And I get there and I realize my sister's friends don't know that my mother, that my sister has a brother or that my mother has an elder son at all. No one knew that I existed. And I realized that I had spent all of this time trying to change myself to win them, but they weren't interested in changing themselves to win me back. And that was very painful. And that's when I resolved to be a filmmaker. In my mind, it's like, you're not going to ignore me. You're not going to erase me. You're going to see me in the world. And people are going to ask if we belong to one another. So casting Gabrielle Union is also, you know, strategic. You know, I'm trying to reach somebody. Mm-hmm. I want to. I know that if Gabrielle Union plays my mom, nobody's going to ignore her, right? Unfortunately, my mom was killed about three days after the movie got greenlit, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, the the goal that I had of reaching her was no more. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I'm incredibly grateful to Gabrielle Union for helping to bring my mother back to life because she offered me through this film. And a sense of the closure that my mother could never provide. Unfortunately, you know, my mom was an orphan, you know, my mom mm-hmm. at the age of 10. And you can't give someone something that you haven't been given. No one ever gave my mom unconditional love that I needed from her. But nonetheless, this is the first person to have ever loved me completely. She's also the first person to have rejected me wholly. So for me, this film is about, you know, reaching out to people like my mom. And having, you know, this incredible artist and superstar like Gabrielle Union, I mean, she wore my mother's jewelry in this. She used my mother's Bible in this. She styled just like her. And although it's not, an, none of these characters, Inez or French or any character in here is fully the person, right? Because they can't be. But these actors open themselves up to a process to where I was able to see the truth in what they are performing. And Gabby, she just really opened up her heart and her soul and her spirit to make space for my mom. And I'm just forever grateful for that. That's so interesting about the jewelry and the Bible. There's a detail. She's smoking a cigarette and she has bright red nails. And I thought, yeah, that's my, my mom. <laughs> that's my mom. My mom was a hot girl on her block. You know, she had, she was fly. She was fresh. She was a B girl, you know? So mm-hmm. that's how she rolled. <laughs> Let's take a listen to a, a clip from the film. This is when French has, has shown up to, at home and said to his mother he needs his birth certificate because he's going to enroll in the in the Marines. And she is not supportive, uh, but she does have a message she wants to give him. Let's take a listen. This is from the inspection. This little piece of paper. It's all I have left of the dream I held for you. Come back, the son I gave birth to. Consider this certificate void.
That is from the film The Inspection. Jeremy, even though Inez is not in the film in terms of real estate a lot, her presence is felt throughout the film and throughout for French his training um, and his time in basic training. How does the relationship with his mom ultimately affect him during the basic training? And how does it in some way, well, I'm not going to say, how does it affect him in the basic training? Well, I think, you know, I, I speak about her kind of and the relationship being the North Star for him in this film. It starts off that way, and, it, and, and, it, and it's his way into this, to this arena of going to the boot camp. And, you know, in his mind, that's his why. Mm. But I think, you know, being away from her and not having connection, she's not responding to letters. It's just him in this, in this institution and becomes about survival. He then has to look inward and have to find these things within himself because his mother isn't there. Um, and then he goes on this journey of self-evolution, self-worth, self-examination, self-identity um, in order to survive. And I think just from a personal place, I've spent so many years trying to shapeshift myself to be a version of myself that people wanted me to be. A lot of that time that didn't align with me stepping in my person, my, my purpose and who I actually am. And what that meant for me was I would have to abandon some of those blood family members in order for me to continue walking in my purpose and knowing what I know to be true about myself. That's very mm. complex and very hard because these are adults and people who are supposed to be guiding you, loving you and teaching you. So a lot of the things they say about you and to you, you believe and you take as true. But when you learn that we're all human and we all make mistakes, and sometimes people are guiding you in the wrong direction, whether they know it or not, or what they're feeling or what they're projecting onto you has more to do with who they are and the journey and the work they need to do yeah. than it does your heart and your truth. I think that is the realization of, of, of French in our film. And while we get to the end of our film, and he says to his mother, when you're ready, I'll be here. Because he realizes it was never me that was the problem. It was never me not being enough. For me, you know, it, it, it has, it speaks more to where you are on your journey of seeing the world and its fullness and seeing me and my fullness. You know what I mean? And I think Elegance has explained, he spent a lot of his year as a complex relationship with his mother, wrestling with that idea of how can we love each other? Do we love each other? Is it conditional? Do we only love each other in conditions? Or is there a space for us to find each other and love each other in the unconditional? To go... We may agree to disagree, but I love you. And this is how I love you. You know, the evolved version of who and what you are. And I think it's such a, a, a honest and real journey because me, Black, queer, identifying, open, proud, spent many years of getting to that place of just existing and being happy and grounded in that. It took a lot of these complex relationships and losing and fighting and believing in myself to get to this kind of oh, I am okay and I'm going to be okay because I say so. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work you know, to, to continue to follow that direction of learning about myself and unlearning the things that have been taught and brought upon me um, that don't serve me mm -hmm. and don't serve my freedom in this life. We're talking about the film, The Inspection. Okay, Elegance, I want to ask, is your filmmaker, your movie gets the green light. You know you're going to make it. You're in the director's chair. What is something that you always knew you wanted to do in a film that you got to do in this film? You were just waiting. Oh, man. 
Oh man, I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of movies my whole life, and I'm really a, a big time fan of actors. I, I love actors; they are my special friends in the world, you know. So there's a scene where, like, when you watch the movie, where they're on rifle range, and I've always wanted to direct like an argument that turns into a fight, and we didn't go full fight, you know, because it's boot camp; you can't ever go full fight. But nonetheless, the argument kind of builds in a series of like cuts and um, kind of swish pans and follows, right? Um, very Something similar to what you would see in a movie like Jarhead. Um, mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I always wanted to do it. And I remember on set, I really felt like I was doing it. You know, like I talked to Jeremy, we had our little huddle. I like to give my actors notes in the huddle. I don't like to say it too loud. And, you know, I walked away, I'm like, yeah, I can direct a movie, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then, you know, as I'm walking back to the director, to the video village, my chair, I hear, hey, elegance, hey, elegance, hey, elegance. And I turn around and it's like, it's an ensemble. So, you know, the other 10 actors have their hands up and they're like, uh, and I'm like, oh man, I've got to have this moment of clarity with everybody for this scene to work, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I went, had that moment with each actor, felt like, okay, I, I can do this. I got it. Sure. Why not? And then as I'm going back to the video village, the cinematographer has their hand up and the costume designer and everybody. So I'm like, oh, wait a second everybody all 150 of the crew jeremy all the supporting cast everybody has to be on the same page so it was a moment where i got to do what i wanted to do i always dreamt of being in that situation with great actors who are on their toes but i also learned a lot about what it takes to do that kind of scene and it was just really um it's a great education and it was a wonderful moment for me i'll never forget you know jeremy what's a piece of direction that elegance gave you which was really, really useful. And you may actually take forward in your career. Um, I think the thing that elegance affirmed me, you know, was a lot of the times the way that we worked would be that we would have very lengthy conversations about the scene and make sure that everything was in the pot, that I understood feelings and tensions, you know, what lines were there, were there lines that need to be cut, just to understand the motivations. Um, I'm, I'm always trying to search for what's not on the page. So we would just do that work. And then after we would do that, spend time rehearsing it, we would film it. And then oftentimes elegance would be like, great, moving on. Like it would be kind of like a one take thing. Hmm. And as an actor, you can sometimes get in your head and feel like I need more times or I, I wanna feel like I was doing or this is that. But he affirmed me that my instincts um, are mostly right when we do that preparation and work. So I was very grateful to be with the director who trusted me. And once, you know, that happens once, you start to lean into that and to know what you're capable of and the abilities um, that you have as an artist, as an actor. So I'm very grateful for that sense of direction of, of not allowing me to overthink what I know to be true and what he saw and what he witnessed as being vulnerable and being honest and being kind of, you know, kind of thrown into an environment that feels unsure and that shaky ground. So he allowed me to just to find the nuance in that. Um, and, and to have a director, again, it can feel very, you know, tricky to have a director who it's based on his life, who's writing it, who's, you know, there's a, there's a lot that could go wrong. But I think in our case, everything went right. Everything went right. So I felt safe and I felt taken care of as an artist and actor to try um, and, and to use that one take or that two takes to, 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 to put it all and to leave it there and to know he was going to capture it, he was going to get it right, and that he wouldn't leave me in those dark places for too long. 
You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. I, I could be used, throw it all there, cry it all out, whatever I needed to do to get there, but that we would then be able to protect it and leave it alone and move on. That was some of my conversation with Jeremy Pope and Elegance Bratton about the film The Inspection, which is nominated at this Saturday's NAACP Image Awards for Outstanding Independent Motion Picture. It's also nominated for three Film Independent Spirit Awards, including for Best First Feature and Jeremy Pope nominated for Best Lead Performance. WNYC Studios is brought to you by Zbiotics. Seize the day after a night of drinks with Zbiotics Pre-Alcohol Probiotic Drink. Zbiotics was invented by PhD scientists to break down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for making you feel crummy the next day. Drink Zbiotics before your first drink, drink responsibly, and you'll wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Try it for yourself at zbiotics.com/wnyc and get 15% off your first order when you use WNYC at checkout. That's zbiotics.com/wnyc and use the code WNYC at checkout for 15% off.